Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, September 12th, and you're joining us for another exciting edition of the Square Time Podcast, Episode 9. You are joined by your host, Nick Finley. And I am the other guy, Tom Buell. That's, that's when I'm supposed to talk, you know. It's a conversation, it's a podcast, two people talking. Or more. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we've been away for a little bit. Um, let's go into why we've been off the air for a little bit uh i'll start i did uh well, got married got into a house that's the important one that's uh, yes exactly uh got a puppy fought to get great internet out in the sticks and i think we've finally reached like, some good internet <laughs> where we can actually stream you, you found you, you dug the good internet out of the sticks exactly um we enjoyed Game of Thrones, this newest season, and uh, let's just say we weren't able to stream a lot of the episodes efficiently. We ended up watching a lot of the newer episodes on a Kindle, which I don't recommend. Oh, wow. No, that's a tiny screen for a big, like, production. Yeah, exactly. And um, by the time I got everything up and running with my computer, desk, and... <laughs> system <coughs> it took a uh, took a long time and i i wasn't able to actually play video games for quite some time uh the longest i think i've ever gone without playing video games to be honest really well it's been about a month and a half six weeks we we've missed a couple episodes we we apologize for that i was gonna do a solo episode but solo episodes are very hard and i had to write a script and i've been busy with life and work and work in life indeed i just haven't put and my room turns into a sweltering hellscape like around sunset when i get home and so it's hard to want to play video games when you're just sweating all the time yeah add that add a computer tower into the mix or a ps4 xbox and you're not playing a lot of games no it's been a hot summer too up in washington yeah exactly so um we're going to divert from our prime directive for a little bit and we're going to talk about first all first of all this episode is actually going to follow along what we did at PAX West formerly PAX Prime uh we've gone now 2 years together back to back yep um but uh we I went go oh, on I went 3 days this week or this year and I went 4 uh Tom's been uh, this was my sixth PAX. I've been to. I was first PAX was '08. Then I followed that up with '09. Took about a five-year break because I was in college, and the college town I was in had a big thing Labor Day weekend, a big rodeo. So like I never got off work. But then I came back 14, 15, 16, 17 now. So I am been to a couple PAXs now. Yeah. And- it's been it's been it's a really really fun time. Um, there's PAX South, yes, there's will. PAX Australia, there's PAX East, and now PAX West, formerly PAX Prime. The first PAX. The first PAX. Um, but yeah, eventually, if you are in a city, there's probably gonna be a PAX near you at the rate of their expansion. It's gonna be one a month soon. They seem to be adding about one a year with Australia and South. Maybe eventually there'll be a PAX Europe. I mean, there. I guess that's kind of Gamescom, but 
PAX is a different vibe. PAX is a very chill vibe. Yeah, for the most part. It definitely gets really busy. And one thing that I did want to talk about before we jump into this is kind of what we've been playing in our spare time. Because you've got a couple games that you've been kind of going back and forth on, and I've got a couple games that I'm working on and have finished. Nice. Uh, I've been playing uh, Sonic Mania on occasion. I was never the biggest Sonic guy, but I've only put maybe an hour or two into it so far. It was one of those like kind of spur of the moment decisions. It was twenty bucks. I was like, I want a game on my Switch because I hadn't played anything on my Switch for a while since Zelda, because that was like the first game I bought. And so, messing around with that, I I have a hard time getting into it. I think because I just have never liked Sonic that much. But everyone was saying this is the best Sonic. This is the one. This is he has returned back to his old glory days, and it's fine. I like when you can just hold to the right and you just go fast. But like, I feel it falls apart when you have to actually platform and use precision. But making my way through that, nice slowly but surely. Um, I'm working through right now. Prey and Pyre, so two P names. Uh, our next joint podcast is going to be about Pyre, which is the newest Supergiant Games. Very fun. Yeah, it's, and it's really, I wasn't expecting to be so attached to the story, but uh, like their previous iterations for video games have been Transistor and Bastion and... I'm yep. very invested in the story of Pyre and the world that it builds, and I'm looking forward to talking about that more in detail. And then I started playing Prey, and it really, it really got me not really thinking deeper, but it's really grabbed me in a way I wasn't really expecting. So that's another game that's going to be on our list to talk about, and I'm excited to talk about those. Um, awesome, yeah. I've been going through my Steam library and trying to get through some more games um i've uh played a lot of metal slug metal slug yeah really? i got them what brought you f- like what why just because it was in your library uh yeah i've been so i went through so i watched the seahawks game uh today and i feel like it's a waste of time to just sit there and only watch the football game so for three whole three and a half hours exactly or so. and that's free time so limited with a full-time job that any time that you actually have yep. off it's you want to spend that time doing things you enjoy which i do enjoy watching football but it was nice to just put on something and play through a game and not have to put in quarters to to continue and get through them uh they're really weird on the, on the computer uh, I want a joystick. They are? I want a joystick. To do those diagonal shots is really tough. Why don't you just use a controller? Definitely thought about it, and i just been too lazy to actually put in a gamepad to actually work on it. Okay, do you not have one that's like wireless Xbox One? Things? No, I do. It's just like I'm slowly getting my my battle station put together. Um, yeah. I'm slowly working on this room that I'm in took a long time for me to get a desk in this room, which is why it was hard to play computer games. 
I ended up Makes I ended sense. up putting it on my um, coffee table and playing it like that. Um, but it, there's something about having elbow space and elbow stands. Makes sense. I've also been playing uh, Mario slash Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm-hmm. That is a game that is should not be as good as it is, but it is amazing. And I kind of love it. <laughs> I've never really been the most into strategy games, but this one, there's something like the feel of it. It's also kind of an easier game in a way because in XCOM, you will always have the percent shots with here. It's a, you're either going to 50% hit them. If they're behind half cover. You're going to zero hit percent hit them. If they are behind full cover or they are going to, um, or you just get a shot on them if you are within cover. So, or out of cover. It's fun. There's a lot of movement options throughout it. Or you can use your buddies to jump. If you run to one of your buddies, you get an extra movement. It's like dashing in XCOM where you'll be able to pop up and uh, go a little few extra spaces. So there's that. Then there. I've also been making my way through Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is the DLC slash standalone game for the kind of a spinoff of the Uncharted series with Chloe and Nadine from Uncharted 4. Or Chloe's from Uncharted 2 originally. Nadine was the villain in 4. And that's been pretty Uncharted-y. Oh, yeah. It doesn't deviate a whole lot from it. Okay. I like it. Nice. Uh, it's a cinematic story ride. It's a Naughty Dog game. I definitely wanted to try to maybe squeeze that in one of these one of these episodes because I greatly love the Uncharted series. I'm a I'm a weird Uncharted fan because I've only played two and four. Uh, three wasn't that good. I thought myself personally. Yeah, and people don't really say great things about one, but I, I, I really like 2 and 4, so that would be fun to talk about, too. Cause yeah, I never I never even played 1. Never beat 3. Yeah. But I beat 2 and 4. Those are the I, good ones. Those are the great Uncharted. I go through these stages of just, like, s- scrolling and lurking through Craigslist, trying to look at old, old games and old consoles to buy. Uh, huh. Yeah, I just... I like having them, and I have a dream to like actually sit down and go play some of these ones that I missed out on over the years that people have a deep love and respect for. Yeah, so that's what I've been playing. I also bought Destiny 2, but I have not had time to play it yet. It's been sitting on my PS4 for a couple days, and I just I want to play it. It just hasn't worked out yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know why I'm slow to go back to it right now. I I just got so burned by the first one and I never went even through Taken King or any of the DLC. Taken King got really good. That was really good. I hear that and I just it was just really hard for me to like look at that game and then to the content that was there at the initial jump was so limited and my time with World of Warcraft there's a lot there in that fir- just that first game. And so to do a $60 game and then a year later, $40 expansion. Well, you also had to buy the DLC if you'd not already owned the DLC. 
that sucked. Yeah, so it just like it was hard to justify that expenditure in my head to to even try to play it. I think I even I sold back Destiny like three months in. Really? I got through the the first raid and I was like, this is this is I don't know. I never even did the raid though, so I guess that's on me. Yeah, because I, I never had that six, six person group. I only had like two or three people who were playing with, playing at any time, so I could do the strikes, and that, but not the raid. I couldn't find anyone for like six hours, or I could have done go on a forum, find some people, but that was just too much work. Especially because you don't know who you're gonna get like online, stranger wise. Yeah, that's very true. Um. So let's get into packs. Okay. So, um, yeah, I I live in eastern Washington, and so I got in Thursday night and then Friday morning, drove over and got in line and started packing up for packs. Er, and, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a... It's a feast for the eyes. Yes, it is sensory overload. Yeah, and for sure. So I, I tech, I what I tend to do is just uh, I do a, a lap around the show floor, and it's a like a multi-tiered conve- convention with yeah. There's, I think there's six floors of the Washington State Convention Center. Yep, and uh. Uh, they it can be anything from like Cards Against Humanity to other board games to tournaments, old school games, pinball, uh, old arcade cabinets, pretty recently released video games or games that have or just player unknown battlegrounds. Or players unknown battleground. Uh, in every other booth, like every console, like every like keyboard manufacturer, headset manufacturer, gunner glasses, whatever. Like anything that's like tangentially related to video games, and they had like PCs, you'd find either Overwatch or you'd more likely find Player Known's Battlegrounds. Which listen to our episode for our thoughts on that episode seven, I believe something like that. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty neat. Um, that first day, my my main goal was to try to track down Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, yep. and I'm heavily invested in Super, the current series that is out right now for the anime. Um, the lead creator of that show is back, the guy who actually wrote Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Akira Toriyama. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, Mainly know that because of Dragon Ball Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's the the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Fighter Z is made by the Blaze Blue people. Uh, it's Arc System Works. It's, uh, all cel uh, shaded, very much similar to the art style of the anime, and a. It looks like you're playing the anime. It's pretty good. And uh, the the music's great that we got to play, and um, it's a three v three, so it's almost like a Marvel's Capcom two style game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was actually the first thing I played at PAX because I was able to kind of sneak in the show floor in a weird way on my first day on Friday. And I remember you had said, hey, I want to play Dragon Ball Fighters Z or Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I'm just going to call it Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. 
which is and then so i played that i got my ass handed me the first two characters then my last uh was, my last character was piccolo i was able to beat two of his characters with piccolo and then bring his last guy down to about a hit away but i still lost and i didn't get the pin oh no four but it was it got my heart going and i was like all right this is a good game or potentially potentially good game. potentially a good game yeah, I'm curious to see how they do it if they incorporate any sort of story in it because it's not anybody that's from the the super saga. It's only f- oh, they do have a uh, Super Saiyan Blue, Vegeta, and Goku. I think. In oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that just wasn't playable on the show. Interesting. Floor. I'm pretty sure they announced Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, yeah. So they don't guys. have uh, Barris. He's like this Egyptian cat god, um, and they don't have uh, Hit who is another um, heavy in that series. So that's all. That's what I was meaning by it. Like, they don't... Even if they have, like, the Super Saiyan Blue f- for that game, they don't actually have any of the characters from Super. Okay. I could see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't like Super that much, I'm going to say. Fair enough. I, I It's it's the best, pretty much, out, mm. out of all of them, I think. Out of, like even better than Dragon Ball Z, you like Super. Better. Yeah, it's really good. Really, it it just could, I I get like once you get to if you've got the black black Sumatsu or black Goku, like if you don't like that arc, I don't. You're not gonna like the show. I got I finished that. Yeah, and I don't know if I liked it. I mean, if you <laughs> want to just only do tournaments, like there's a big tournament between all nine nine dimensions. Multiverses now, like uh, that. Now that they've introduced the multiverse into Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, like that's that's pretty sweet. Uh people are really into that one. It's pretty neat. Um yeah, I got to yeah. play it. Uh I played against a buddy of mine and took his pin. Um I played as Gohan uh Android eighteen and um I think Goku. And I, I were you Super Saiyan Goku or regular Goku? That's regular, because I think they're two different characters. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I I whooped ass and had a great time doing it. Um, no, I think I did Vegeta. So I did Gohan, Vegeta, and uh, Android 18. Couldn't quite get 18's move set down. She's a little, she's a little tough, but yeah. <sighs> she's like where she's at in Super is really neat. So I wanted to play her, and Gohan is just a badass. And his young go, his young Gohan, like Cell Saga Gohan, I think. Yeah, because he does the like Kamehameha. Is it super from when he beat Cell? Dragon Ball spoilers, yeah. I guess, for a twenty-year-old. Yeah, show. Goku jumps in and then helps him do the Kamehameha, which is pretty rad. There's just a lot of like I, I, fun I, fan service. Oh yeah, it's like fan service to the Dragon Ball game, like because there hasn't been this like great Dragon Ball game. The last two Xenoverses, uh, I feel like people have responded well to them, but they're still like seven out of ten games that, like, I see it as like I want to kind of play that, but I don't feel compelled to play it. I don't need to play it. Yeah, I, I look at those games very much similar to, uh, they all like a lot of the animes. They go into the same kind of realm. It's a three D multi tiered uh, height advantage, and it's the same thing with Naruto. 
One Piece and mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Xenoverse and all the other Dragon Ball Z games. Like they're just there's too much going on on screen and it's hard to really focus on what what to do. Um Naruto has really ridiculous combo systems because you're doing the jutsu and it's really I just I had no desire because most of the stuff is just falling directly from the anime or the manga, mm-hmm. and I just I don't care. I I just I, like there's no desire to see this end of the story because it's just a carbon copy of the story already there. And it's the same thing with Dragon Ball Z, same thing with Naruto, th- same thing with One Piece. I buy them on four dollar buy them for four dollars on a Steam sale and you got a deal, but not like not on. $60 full release. Um, so, yeah, I had a really good time with that, and it was fun to, like, how the how the guy... So, we I went over to the Xbox booth. Did you go to the... Yeah, that was the first one okay. I went to. They had, had the Xbox booth, and then they also had it on the Bandai Namco booth. Yeah. Um, this this guy just walks up, to, and then he puts the this really nifty pin on on the, actu- on the, the Xbox One. And he says, whoever wins gets this pin. And then just walks away. And yep. it's on. Because he did that a lot. He was there all day. Yeah. Every all day. four days. That guy is a champ. They didn't actually have any pins on Monday. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... I bowed out on Monday. I had a Monday ticket. But I could not physically get myself to go on Monday. Because it was tiring. PAX is tiring. I'm going to say that. Yeah, without knowing what I was able to play Monday, I probably wouldn't have gone. Um, so, okay, so that we played that, and then we played um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Infinite, yeah, Infinity that was one Wars of those games where... No, it's uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Infinity Wars is the Oh, okay, movie. okay. Yeah, and then... So that was one of those games where it was just open we were surprised we kind of looked around did a double take like is no one gonna play this is that like the playstation booth we were both just looked at each other and like okay let's play some mvc yeah you killed you whooped my ass just barely you're 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 a big mvc guy though right? yeah uh we and even on that day uh i so right before then i i got entered into marvel's capcom 3 tournament i haven't touched that game in nine years i realized like i was trying to say si- has it been out for nine yeah. years i was thinking about it no mm. no yep. no yeah 2010 like no it's like at least 2009 shit let's see time's bad time is bad uh let's see release date Oh, I'm wrong. It's 2000. Oh, wait. Is it 2010? Or 2011, I want to say. It is 2011. That's weird. I don't know why that's... Because I definitely... Yeah. I, did, I, we, I don't remember... It, I remember playing it with my buddies back home and not with the with everybody... Uh, From college? Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Anyways, so, yeah, we're still talking six years, so I haven't played it in six years. Moral of okay. the story. So that's not too yeah, bad. I, I, time's not as bad as I said. I take that back. I'm sorry, time. <laughs> yeah, and so... I like you when you're square, especially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went I went to this one, and I, I played with somebody who didn't have a joystick in a tournament and whooped me. 
I couldn't even get any. I nothing came back. No memory of this game came back. It was literally like I was just no muscle memory you got. Um, and I, like I remember playing a lot of two. Um, I have I own one for Dreamcast right now. Um, yeah, I really like them. Most of the time, the fighting games that were my style were like DOA and Soul Calibur. Uh, I think we've talked about this on our last episode, Injustice. Available now wherever you get your fine podcasts. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, so we played We played three. Um, oh, I was going to... Four. Oh, you played three. Uh, yeah, or, yeah this, the fourth one. We played for the fourth one, and um, it's on my Instagram. Um, that, yes. that fight between me and Tom. I'm gonna probably put it up on the Twitter too. Uh, it's good. It's I'm amazed. It felt good. Yeah. I'm amazed at how pretty it is. Um, I actually, I played I played it about three times because it was always open. Really? Um, <laughs> so just that Dragon Ball got everyone going. Yeah, everybody just ran over there. Uh, I played it Friday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, oh damn! Yeah, my every single time we had like a new buddy of mine from back home who it was their first packs or whatnot i i ended up having extra tickets and selling a lot of them to my buddies and making sure that they got the show and so i ended up playing a lot of the same games a lot but it was good they were they were strong games do we play anything else friday yes. friday oh it's all just a blur for me maybe we pl- oh we played uh, tiny metal tiny metal yes the game from the Indie Mega Booth, where they were shouting, "Do you love Advance Wars?" Well, then play this one, because yeah. this is Advance Wars. We made Advance Wars again, but we're not Nintendo. Yeah, it's straight up Advance Wars. Like I'm, I'm amazed at how they were able to get away with it. Like I, I feel like there's some sort of IP that they're infringing on, but the game looks dope. It's gonna come out for PS4 and Switch. I, there's really nothing more to say yeah. to it about it because. It's Advance it's Wars. It's just straight up Advance Wars. Um, I'm really excited about it. I love that series. Uh, I play it again on the Game Boy Advance um, and uh, DS. I still, I, I, I haven't played it in a couple years, but those games are still good. Uh, a lot of nostalgia in those. Uh, we also played Nidhogg 2. Nidhogg 2, yes. We, we, I think I whooped your ass. Oh a yeah, times. it was uh, it was yeah. not even close. I never even got. As an owner of Nidhogg One, I was able to use those skills and just use my general like badassness in video games, or not. Yeah, it know. was uh, but that that's still fucking fun. Nidhogg is still good. really good. The art style start is like growing on me. I know that's kind of been the controversial thing about this one. Is kind of looks. How would you describe like? Almost garbage pail kit. In no, a way. It's, it's like kind of that gross-out '90s look. It's like a, it's like a zombie Sesame Street characters. Yes. So yeah, I guess it is like garbage patch, garbage pail kids or whatnot. But they're all furry. They all look like Muppets. It literally looks hilarious. Um, I liked. Yes. I liked how the first Nidhogg looked. I liked how simple in design it was, but I could see where they were going with this one with a more fleshy art style and i do understand that it's Much, a little bit a lot gross. of like yeah like the mortal combat the first couple mortal combats where you're just uh exploding when you're like exploding full of 10 rib cages or whatnot but and they 
that they was add in a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. You now cycle through your weapons. So every time you die, you either get a broadsword, rapier, bow and arrow, knife, and I think maybe one other sword. But it was still fun. It was still Nidhogg. If you played Nidhogg 1, there's a couple of just like quality of life improvements. Like it'll tell you how many screens you have left and how many you've or your opponent has. The air, bow and arrow is really good if you can hold square long enough, but I always forgot to hold square. <laughs> yeah, you really want to uh, just like do a quick shot real quick and fast and just shoot it out. But it's uh, it doesn't quite it's I don't know. It's um, it's probably just something that you got to learn for it because it's, yeah. it's a little bit wonky. I definitely missed a lot and throwing it was uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to throw it, but it's tough to to maintain a really good winning combination with that bow. Oh yeah, I think that's so I think that's everything we played that first day. Yeah, uh, for me, PAX is more. I'm not going to wait in the three hour lines to play a game that comes out in a month and a half, two months. If it's coming out this holiday season, I'm probably going to skip it unless I'm super curious about it. I was originally going to play like Assassin's Creed Origins, but I didn't want to wait in that line. Because that's a game I'm curious about because I love about every other Assassin's Creed game that comes out. So I'm curious about this one because they got two years of development versus or they took a year off. So I'm curious what the changes were, what they learned, what they took away. But didn't get to play that. I want to. Yeah, I, I hope um, there is uh, another cool game out that's uh, Cuphead. Um, Cuphead, yes. I get, we, me, and Tom kind of figured out a game plan that I followed from him, which was like, if you just hang out and watch the gameplay for a little bit, you can kind of get the gist of the game and then just move on. Um, I did play Cuphead last year. Oh, okay. At Microsoft had a pre-packs event at their uh, visitor center in Redmond, and they, I played it. It feels like a good platformer. It's not it's difficult it's really difficult i played co-op with another person we tried to beat a boss and we lost very badly very very badly but it was fun it was the biggest draw is that the 1930s 1920s art style that they have going for them like early early disney very fluidly animated it's just taken forever to come out because it was really just a boss rush game they decided to add platforming levels in between the bosses, and that was a lot of work with that art style, which I can imagine <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, it is just gorgeous. It's it's amazing mm-hmm. how that uh, how that game looks. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing it. Um, other games that I saw that first day, um, I think there is one other one. No, I think that was it. I think that was it for the first day. Because we... So we ended up... So we ended up that day leaving and then coming back the next day. And Saturday for uh, people that actually get a PAX ticket or don't, um, I would go to like the smoking section at the convention center. Uh, you actually don't need a pass to go out to like this smoking section in this... In this um, I want to say it's... Kind of it's courtyard. It's an eastern facing courtyard. 
Um, and that's where all the cosplayers are. And that's kind of my favorite thing about PAX um, in r reality. Because I just like to see how creative people can get with their cosplay and costumes. It's really fun to just like watch all the cosplayers and see how they interact. And there was a lot of Overwatch. There's a lot of bad Rick from Rick and Morty, who is a very easy character to cosplay, but I feel like it's hard to make a Rick look good. Yeah, uh, that's why. Yeah, it's. I think it's really tough when you do a cartoon with so like bare bones aesthetics. It's like white skin, blue hair, flask, and a lab coat. And I didn't see a lot of flasks either. So no. th there should be more throw up. If you're going to do a, pa uh, if you're going to do a Rick, d do more throw up on yourself beforehand. Just put your finger down your throat, throw up a little, and that's the best. No, ever. no, 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 no. Best no, cosplay no. ever. Um, no, just, no, just, no. just do some makeup, make it look a little, little <laughs> green on your, on your corners of your mouth. Just one side of your corner. Uh, that's, that's the aesthetic. Um, yeah, really, really good tracers. Strong, the strong this year. The tracers last year, we're not, we're not. Lots of Overwatch. There's that just that everybody obscene amount of everybody except Lucio. Yeah, I didn't see a single Lucio. I saw a lot of Soldier Seventy Sixes. A lot of the summer Soldier Seventy Six because he's easier to do because you just throw on Hawaiian shirt, like cooking apron, and some shorts. And sandals, and you are Dad Soldier seventy six. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, again, uh, check out some of the highlights for Pax Cosplay uh, at Nikolai on Instagram. Same thing as my Twitter handle. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. So Saturday, I didn't really play much to be honest. Did you grab anything? Uh, I grabbed, uh, I think that was the day I played this game in the Indie Mega Booth called Figment. Mm. It was like one of the first things. If you go to the, the Indie Mega Booth is a booth just full of indies, about like 15, 20. And usually by midday, it is just packed and you cannot move around it. But if you go up there right away, you definitely get to play it, play some at least. And this was a kind of isometric puzzle platformy thingy where you are inside of your own mind trying to like fix some psychosis within yourself. Mm -hmm. And you play as this little imagined version of yourself going into your mind and trying to fix some of your problems. And you're chasing this demon thing. You, you didn't get a whole lot of story. They kind of skipped me past, like, there's a lot of story in it. There's voice acting. I played it for about 20 minutes and just, this has some good puzzle design, some fun puzzles where you, like, have to, like, rotate some windmills to get past it and some other stuff. Kind of. Sorry. Uh, let's see. I liked it. There's some basic comic, some basic, like, one button combat and it kind of remind me of like bastion in a way and its uniqueness hmm. i i'm gonna check it out when it comes out i think it's end of this month oh. but figment okay 
Yeah, I I got on a quest because somebody gave me a Corsair chip, and oh, I yes. was told that you could go get free or you could go win uh, peripherals for your computer from Corsair. Um, yeah, I was really excited about it, and I got a, I found the Corsair booth, and they said that I needed two of them. So then I spent the rest of the day trying to find another person that would give me another. And nothing. Do we want to talk about DigiPen? You spent a long time oh, at DigiPen. Oh yeah, that I I did. Yeah, Friday and both Friday and Saturday, I I spent time at DigiPen. Um, if you ask if you ask me what some of these games were, I could not tell you. Uh, basically, what we ended up doing, like walking in, the f- first day. Yeah, because we had we had Greg with us, and there's just this giant yeah. line to get into the venue, and I I asked one of the enforcers there, "Do I have to wait in that line?" And he's like, "No, I don't know what these people are doing. You can go over there." And so we went to this. We went through an annex, and it's just like this other small little entrance for the convention center. And as you walk up. You go up the stairs and you end up into when you get onto the, the show floor. You're basically right in Bethesda's area. Yeah, they have kind of the back of the area. It's in a weird corner. Yeah, and as you're going up the escalator, there's a DigiPen booth, which is a video game school. It's a video game school. It's a video game college down in Redmond. So it's about five minutes from where I live. About half my apartment complex is DigiPen students. We have a DigiPen bus that's in my comp- comp- complex that goes to DigiPen. It's a very hard school for my hair. Huh. So, yeah, it's just like, it's for game devs to create and get their skills so that they can actually go get big kid jobs in the gaming world. Um, mm-hmm. I had a really good time with about two of the games. Uh, you had to play three games. And you were entered in to win a Switch. Um, and so Friday and Saturday, I, en- I entered in to win a Switch on s- on Friday. Did not win. And then I entered in to win Saturday um, some super giant games, paraphernalia, uh, all of them signed. I was, c- I was really hoping I was going to get that one. There's only like five or six people in that little raffle bin, so I was hoping I was going to grab it, but oh. didn't. Um, nope. that second day was a little bit rough. I only, like, the the games that I played that day were games that I already played, and I just needed my three stamps so I could just move on to the next thing. And there's It was a big line because people were really trying hard to win that Switch. Um, one game was a floaty first-person shooter where you are little robots. Um, it has a locked-on rocket mechanic. It feels very much like a Quake uh, but you can actually fly and like tether to different portions of the wall and structures while you're in this little arena. It's fun and all. I I wouldn't recommend people playing it, but it's really cool. I can see where that person would go. Development's hard. I don't know how to do it. Um, yes. There's another game that we played was like a dual person couch co-op, where you are tethered to a friendly. And if that you break that tether, you die, and you That's you'll take a um, 
damage over time. It would get a dot damage over time effect. Um, everything's hand drawn, and it's all 2D. It looked a little rough, um, and I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do. We almost beat the boss, couldn't do it. And then another game that we played was a a Ori in the Blind Forest meets Limbo. Uh, it's really pretty, really dark. Uh, a little is actually a lot harder than any of the games there, and so I really dug how it was. I, I I wouldn't. I might be able to find actually what it's called, but it's you basically play as like a little girl. And you take on these like three major bosses, and while you're going through all this, you get different, different. I guess uh, abilities, or yeah, you you learn different you learn different abilities. You. What's the right word? Um, it introduces new mechanics as you go, like they. They introduce a dodge, they introduce a tether so you can kind of work around different obstacles. And then, hmm. yeah, I actually ended up hitting a bug on it. Um, I slung uh -oh. shot past the checkpoint that would cue a cutscene that would stop the boss from auto-attacking me. And so I almost oh. died and failed because of that. And the guy was like, oh, that's a bug, that's Ooh, a bug, that go sucks. back to there, go back to there. <laughs> I beat it. It was It was really neat. I can't find it right now on here. I might add in a cor correction after this. Uh, then another game that was a platformer that was pretty interesting. You actually ended up... Um, the 3D bug yeah, one? Yeah. Um, Aegis. Aegis was the name of it. Uh, ten minute, just real cool gameplay. Um, real smooth. Like, not really choppy for what you'd think for, like, a indie game of that nature really pretty um yeah it was I, I i dug it so those are like those are the games that i really played friday and saturday because i wanted i wanted to win something you yeah and on uh friday or saturday i played forza horizon or forza 7 or forza motorsport 7 and that that was a racing game it was really, very pretty where it, they had a it supposedly had Xbox One X dev kits on hand, but I don't know if those were actual dev kits. Because I know at least in the Player Unknown's Battlegrounds dev or station they had, they had a couple Windows notifications pop up on it, and they had uh, hundred person matches for PUBG. But I don't know if they had a hundred people off site or they're just playing on live servers. But yeah, Forza Horizon Seven or Forza Seven. I want to call it Horizon because that's the one I like out of the system usually, or the series. And it was fine. It played like a racing game. It was super pretty though, super super pretty. I mean, if you're going to show off your next gen hardware, have the racing game, have Forza. I'm just gonna. It's good. Nice. And they have the Porsche. Oh, the Porsche license. Yes. Uh, they're very happy about that Porsche license. Sunday we just did panels. Pretty much. Like Sunday I was so tired. I was so tired by the end of Sunday because we just like 
you get up early. I took the bus in and then moved down to, or went down to Seattle and we were out till like, I was taking the last bus and that's not, that was like midnight, but still that was like not getting home till one and then going to sleep and waking up early, taking the bus in. But we did, you did play a game on Sunday, I think. Mm. Hello, neighbor. I did. I played. Yeah, I did play. I ended up playing a couple games, and Hello Neighbor was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I grabbed swag from a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's. That's how I remembered what games. Would that's be. that's the easiest one. I literally have like all these little flyers in front of me about games that I felt interesting. There's a couple ones that I was just nice enough to like grab them, just to be nice because people have spent their put their heart and souls their life on this yeah heart and souls into these games and i really wanted to like be nice and not be really rude to any of these people um Mm -hmm. but i i tossed a lot of news flyers for all these different games that i'm i know i'm not going to get at all um hello neighbor is uh is they're all rocking these orange hats i can't remember exactly who they're it was a tiny build tiny build It it was in the tiny build booth who are very big now? They have their entire booth. They have they were cluster truck last year. They had this game called Party Hard, I believe. Party Hard Two. Mm-hmm. A- and what was then? Some other random other games in there. Yeah. Um. So for that one, Hello Neighbor is about you living next to this one guy, and. You think he's doing some shady shit. Yep. You, like... So we watched a lot of people play it, and we just didn't understand what it was. So I would talk to the one of the developers, and I asked him all about it. I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this. Uh, people were walking around this show floor with these creepy masks of this neighbor, and he's very creepy. Go check out some of the screenshots yeah, from this it's, game. It's insane how creepy he is, And I think. So... I jump in uh, out of, like, it was, like, one of the first of us to actually play it. And I'm looking at the house. You look up, and it's a almost steampunky style building that's coming out of his house. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot more to than, like, they just showed, like, whenever p- people were looking at it when I was, like, peeking at the game while other people were playing it, all I could see was just the house, and I didn't understand the scale of this game. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what it was. Uh, more of the story is you just have to sneak into your, your neighbor's house to figure out what kind of stuff he's doing and try not to get killed by him. And when I got killed, I was w- coming down a ladder and I turned around and all I saw was his face and then I died. So it's, it is a re- and it's the, the music, the tone of it. The one thing that I, I really dug about this is people are really taking sound design to a whole nother level like I which is especially hard to appreciate on a show floor like PAX I feel yeah put put yourself in giant headphones there's another game that I was just in awe over Um, but for some reason it it is it has eluded me when talking about it but man there's just a lot of really good sound design in a lot of these games Uh, we played Party Hard which I have no idea what it is I just kind of dicked around uh, but you are like a ninja, very similar to Hotline Miami, but you have to do everything stealthily. 
So you have to stealthily take out these different drug dealers. I played another Hotline Miami clone where you played two player. Uh that one that one's alright. It's it's a it's chunky compared to Hotline, if that makes sense. Like the, the Like how does like the kit Hotline Miami I feel is pretty chunky already. The characters are 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 bigger. So you're a you're a bigger hit you have a bigger hitbox than my Hotline Miami. Uh same okay. very similar fast paced combat. Like if you're not if you're not on your ball and on your game, you're gonna get got. Uh, I think that was God's, God's something. Um, oh, I am reminded that I played another game because I got a free mouse pad. Oh yeah, which was survived by, which is kind of a describe it as a gauntlet style dungeon crawler where apparently. You can have peop- a server up to a hundred people, and all trying to get through this one dungeon. I only played it for about five minutes. It felt okay. It was kind of the um, kind of just fine. It was fine. Like it didn't really draw me in. I didn't want to play more of it. Okay. So, but I got free mass pad. That's why I played it for sure. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. You got a lot of, lot of, lot of gear. It's good. Um, these are these conventions are really fun just to, just to get stuff that you need. And most of the time, they're a lot cooler than you'll get at your retail Newegg or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we left. We parted ways on Sunday. I ended up going. Yeah, I. I went to <laughs> I uh for about a day. I stayed with a buddy of mine and uh and I met up with the people that were I was gonna take on Monday. I gave them the ticket and then I told we told it to meet somewhere. We ended up um I ended up sleeping in. Like I, I think I got up at nine or something like that. And uh the show floor ends starts at ten, so Getting ready from that place, so 9:30, getting to the light rail at about like 9:45. We didn't get to the venue at till about like 11, 11:30, something like that. And uh, we we did an entire walkthrough of the entire show floor from one end to the other because mm-hmm. I wanted to show them everything, and then I was just gonna bail. So that's what I ended up doing. But along the way, we played a lot of games, and so. Um, oh, sweet! I'm excited to hear this. Actually, I haven't heard this before. Yeah, the indie mega booth was really—it wasn't dead, per se, but it was—it was pretty. You could actually play the games that you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Or like play games. Um, there was so. I I ended up going over to League and Legacy. It's a it's a Final Fantasy game. Like it's basically like all those old like Final Fantasy seven and nine. Uh, huh. So like PlayStation one era. Or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's not. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look as good as like Final Fantasy X or anything like that. So we're we're like we're in seven and nine territory, really. So kind of that like it's chunky. I think we're we're almost done with the pixel graphics mm-hmm. nostalgia, and we're moving to that chunky early three D graphics nostalgia. Yeah. No. And I I I definitely I had a I had a really good feeling for this one, and I 
I, I have the flyer, and so I'm going to check it out. They won a little bit of awards, too, for, for like, different, like, uh, different selections from PAXs elsewhere. Um, I, I got to sit down and play uh, Way of the Passive Fist. Huh. And so Way of the Passive Fist is a, like, Streets of Rage style game. Um, I have a... I I don't really I haven't played those ones but like I played um like uh so I have Maximum Carnage it's an old Spider-Man game mm-hmm. I I've, I don't even know if it's good but I love that game dearly it was one of the games that I I couldn't beat as a kid so I played it a lot but it's a side scroller um you are a passive you're a pacifist um so that's th- oh, that's ha, the ha, ha. Passive fist. Yes, exactly. I get it. So you end up, um, it's you end up doing different parries, different dodges, and different buttons to dodge all their attacks. And then they get you basically wear them out, and then you just push them over because you don't kill anybody, but you just move through the game like that. And it's it was pretty hard, and I had but I had a really good time with it. Um, there's another game. I I didn't grab a flyer for some reason, but it was uh um one second. Okay. Okay, since we're kind of on a break, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Or Since we're kind of on a break right now. Oh, yeah, go for a bathroom. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. I'm back. All right. So clap. Oops, I was too many. <laughs> no worries. Um, <laughs> my the game that I play that I watched my buddy play is um, Fort Triumph. Um, what was that about? It was a it was an XCOM fantasy game. Oh, that's good. that's interesting because there's not like even with like Mars and Rabbids, that's still shooting dudes, not. Chopping them, chopping dudes. Yeah, there's a environment there, but it was you could. S- there's still guns in it. It was weird. Uh, I what? know it's a it's really strange, but 
Like there was environmental takedowns. Okay, so there was someone outside where I could, um, outside of my apartment where I could feel their bass from their car. Damn. So I watched my dude kick a crate and like knock out somebody from kicking it. So like that sounds very sad. Then another one where he did a spell where he used an air gust and kicked him, kicked another guy off the ledge, killing him. So a lot of environmental puzzles. Yeah. Usage in this. Pretty much. Traps. I was really, I really, really dug it. Um, Yeah, I, I. Oh man, there's that was really fun. That was really satisfying. And I have this really cool pen that it didn't actually have its title. I, w- I played another game that was a um fire emblem style but with a deck builder. Um I didn't it was all right. I wasn't super keen on it. Um I played Ape Out. Oh, I played that too. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, it's a very interesting yeah. game. It, it was in the Devolver booth. booth. So you're playing as this ape who is escaping, and it is very soundtrack-based. Uh, it's a very kind of, would you say jazzy soundtrack? Yeah, definitely jazzy. <laughs> uh, and every time you hit someone, it gets like a cymbal crash. Is that what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's a lot of glass breaking. It's a top-down, very minimalist style. It's like you're... The ape is one color, and then the background is another color. That's pretty much it. Kind of this, just everyone's trying to shoot you with tranquilizer darts, and you hit him real hard, and you can like bounce other people into the guards into other guards, and it kills them. So, I, I had a good time with it. I like Devolver's products usually; they're very my aesthetic, and I, I like it. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. Uh, when I opened up the glass, I scared the shit out of everybody that was around me, like just because of how loud it was. And I just, I thought it was really neat. It was just really. It was. I just that was one of those games where like the sound drew you in, even on the show floor. Like you put on some big ass expensive headphones. Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was dope. Um, and then, uh, at the Nordic THQ Nordic. It's just going to be called THQ in about six months. Exactly. Biomutant. Oh, how was that? It was. It looks I'm really neat. It's. It looks a little bit like a, like a Jack and Daxter almost. Oh, so like kind of that like early PS2-ish like character platformer. Yeah. It, character it, action It was platformer. probably, I don't even remember what 3 looks like to be honest, but yeah, it's really pretty. Um it's a three it's a third person over the shoulder look yeah it just it it grabbed me when i was just looking at it and mm. watching it being played i really dug it there's a couple other ones yeah they describe that as like kung fu post apocalyptic yeah kind of game i see that would you say that loves up to the yeah there's a couple other games too that were just like the sims strategy based like there was one that was a ice um it was frost. Oh, punk. I saw that. Yeah, I remember that one. Frost punk or punk frost or punk ice. I think it was just frost punk, but it was. It looks like a. I think you took a picture. City of it. builder. I definitely did. Um, it's like a city builder, and it looked really, really strong. Like really striking. It looked really tough. Like there was one. One thing that I saw that was. I'd say. Um, it, like, there's one 
thing that they asked you to do, a choice that you had to make, which was, would you let your people starve or something else? And that's my aesthetic in terms of, like, <laughs> Sims. Like, making the hard choices is so much better. Um, what we should also talk about is Call of Duty. Oh, yes, yes. I played that twice. I forgot about it. That, that's how much of an impression it left was I played it twice, but I forgot to mention it. <laughs> I, I can't tell if I like that game because I did ver- I had two very good rounds in it or I was, like, almost 3.0 KD ratio. Yeah. Or if it's a good game. Because I've heard some people talking smack about the beta online. Oh. But that is Call of Duty World War Two. It's a World War Two game. They kind of stripped out all of the movement mechanics from the last couple games from, like, Advanced Warfare through Infinite Warfare. Which is, that sounds weird to say, Advanced. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's World War Two. It's World War Two. It's... You got your M1 Garand, and you got the ping, the ping reload when you're out of ammo. Two shots to the body, and you kill a kill a dude. Which I, once I figured that out, I was kind of running my map. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Um, Battlefield One, I couldn't get into any parts of the uh, multiplayer. Um, and I, I really liked Call of Duty 2. That was my that was my real big entry into like first online mode. Yeah, first first online mode. I played like 42. Um, I played Unreal Tournament, but like that Call of Duty 2 on the I think I I played it on Xbox 360. Like that was one of the like launch games. Yeah, that was like the first. That was the first good ish Xbox 360 launch games yeah from what i remember of that launch it it was 12 years ago yeah it was really good i i had a i had a a really i had a good time with it and i had a lot of the same memories so for better or for worse like that could be that could work for people like me who would come back to this the the franchise because of it or it could turn off a lot of people that are into the other games um that uh if you want to play at co-op Hotline Miami, God's Trigger was the name of the other thing that I was just huh. talking about. Uh, it, it, it seems fine. I don't think I don't think it's anything like revolutionary. Um, the sim that I was talking about was Frostpunk. Um, yeah, like there's just there's a lot of really good games. Like they had Wolfenstein 2 there. They had Mario Odyssey there. They had... Yeah, sh- they had all the big ones, but... For me, PAX is all about finding the little unknown gems that you won't see otherwise. You'll, you'll see on a Steam page, and you'll just kind of scroll past because you don't know exactly what it is. Because, like, you know like you know what Wolfenstein 2 is going to be. You kind of know what Mario Odyssey is going to be, except it's, like, fucking Mario controlling a dinosaur, which I'm so excited about. So excited about Mario Odyssey. Uh, but, yeah, PAX is for the little guys for me. PAX is... Games you have no idea what you what the hell's going on. You play it. You sit down and talk to the dev. They'll tell you all about it. They'll tell you why they like it, why you should care about it. And I just thought it was super, super. It's always super fun to find those things. It's like, oh, that's going to be my favorite game of the year. Maybe <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good summation. So I think we'll I think we'll end it there. 
And um, again, like, review, subscribe to our podcast uh, on iTunes yes. and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Nikolai. And I'm at the Time Waffle, and we are at Square Time Pod on the Twitters. And if you have any questions for us, you can email us at squaretimepodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and I think that will be it for this week. Oh, and then you can also, to see some of those uh, clips and stuff and highlights from from packs, you can look up at Nikolai on Instagram. And could you spell that for the people? N-I-I-C-K-O-L-E-Y-E. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Nick. And thank you for sharing some of your square time. You've just listened to episode nine of the Square Time Podcast. We apologize for the late submission of this podcast. You've been extremely busy working on some other projects. We will get back to a regular set time. Our time with this project and getting this podcast off the ground has taken its toll. We have grown very busy as two individuals trying to make this all work in a creative environment. We appreciate all feedback and love and support at all of our Twitters. The podcast was edited by Nick Finley. The intro and outro music were provided by Khalid Abibi, an artist and musician at SoundCloud.com under the artist The Dining Room. I leave you all with the a performance by the Harry Woodwind Quintet. You can support their amazing music on Patreon. Thanks, and stay with us. Oh.